Hello and welcome to the First Hand Football Show. I am your host, Tobias Brown. And folks, we are back with another 2023 NFL Draft Prospect interview. I'm joined today by Valparaiso running back Aaron Dawson. Aaron, how are we doing today, man? I'm great, man. Blessed and highly favored. How you doing, bro? I'm doing awesome, man. I'm super pumped to get into your story because you, you've got just a really cool journey. And I want you to, you know, take us back to high school. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what your high school days were like playing football and kind of what was that recruiting process like for you as you were coming out of high school? Um, I'm from Long Island, New York. I went to school in Westbury, New York. Um, that's where I'm from, Clark High School, WT Clark High School. And it was great. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm the all-time leader in Russia there, single-season leader in Russia. I had uh, 18-25 and 23 touchdowns um, my senior year. And I was first-team All-State. I was my high school's first All-State football player. Um, and, you know, I had D1 looks, but my GPA, I had an 85, but the SAT I needed wasn't, it didn't qualify. I had to get way more. So I did a year of prep school. I went to Milford Academy upstate and, you know, out of there, um, I was supposed to go to University of Iowa as a PWO, but the roster was full. So I had called Coach Chap, my head coach from Milford. And I said, Chap, you know, they do like a three-day um, camp every, I want to say every April or May, you know, just to see if you really want to do Milford because it's tough. It's challenging. So I went back up, trained with the, the team after me, and, you know, I had UMass in Central Connecticut State. And basically, you know, I called UMass and said, you know, how, how's things working? And he said, I can't remember the coach's name, but he said he would, give me, he would give me a call at the end of the week. So I said, cool. I said, all right, cool. And Central called me literally like the next day and said, hey, man, can you visit Saturday? I'm not going to – that's Division One ball, man. So I, I shout out to New Britain, only like an hour and a half, two hours from where I live in Long Island. And. You know, Coach Ross Armando, the former head coach at the time, you know, gave me an offer. And then from basically there, um, you know, freshman year, I was a special team starter. You know, I had I had my first collegiate carries against Syracuse University, which was a great experience. It was dope, man. And um, my sophomore year, I blew up. You know what I'm saying? I had the best sophomore season at Central. You know, the record was 11 touchdowns. I had 13. You know, I broke LaDainian Thomason's uh, record with 308 yards and a half. I think he had about 270 at two, TCU. Um, 361 that game and five touchdowns. So, you know, I balled out that year. And then the year after that, I broke my foot, unfortunately. So I broke my foot twice. And then the year after that, we didn't play in the in the COVID fall. So uh, 2020. So we played 2021. And, um, you know, I was still dealing with some injuries here and there. And, you know, I just wanted a fresh new start out of Central. So, you know, I went in the portal. And basically, I didn't have um, I didn't have offers at first. So I was in the portal from December to July. No offers. So I just kept grinding, kept grinding. And, you know, shout out Coach Price, paid a price on Twitter. And he, he hit me up and asked me if I was available and said he's going to give me an opportunity to play at Valpo. And, you know, I took it and I ran with it. You know, started, became the second um, number two on the all-time leading rushing record in the season for – I had – 12 4 this year, so 12 4 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns, 10 rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown, and one passing. So, and I, and I, and I tied the longest play from scrimmage this year in the country, 99 yard touchdown I had against uh, Butler on the inside zone on the one yard line. So, it, it's been fun, man. It's been a fun ride. You know, you've, you've kind of just been everywhere. And I, I want to start with the, you know, going back to the Milford Academy days, because, I think a lot of people look at that route as like a dead end route. And it's really not, you know, you talked about just not, not getting the looks coming out of high school, you know, 
that materialized into anything. So what was that experience like there, the post-grad academy route? Would would you recommend it to other people, or what was that grind like? Uh, Milford was a super grind, man. Um, in my opinion, if you don't love football that much, don't go there because it's really going to challenge you mentally, physically. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to get up early, 5 a.m., out of high school, and just grind every day. You got to do school still. You know, people think it's easy. You're just playing football there. No, you still got to go to class, five, six classes, bring you for college. You're still a student athlete. You just grind every day, grind, grind, grind. You know what I'm saying? And we went 11 to know that year. So, did you have a moment, you know, after everything fell through with Iowa, you're at Milford? Did you ever have a moment where you were like, dang, do I really love this this much? Do I really want to keep doing this? Man, I used to wake up every morning like, whew, this is rough, but you just got to keep pushing through it, man. You know, it, it gets harder before it gets easier. You know, and you alluded to a record-breaking performance your sophomore year at Central Connecticut State. That was against Wagner, and, you know, you talked about 308 and a half, five rushing touchdowns. Hey, what did Wagner change from the first half to the second half for you to just be able to gash their defense? And what was that? <laughs> what was the feeling like at the end of the game? You know, I'm assuming in the game you don't even realize what you're doing stat-wise. So what was it like when you figured out what you had just done? I knew, you know, because I always count in my head, like, how many times I score. But when people tell me I broke the record, I was like, what? I thought I had, like, two-something. I didn't think I had almost 400 yards rushing. So I was like, whoa, like, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? It just shows, like, hard work can beat anything. You know what I'm saying? And shout-out to my whole line. They were great. And we, were just, we just kept running power. And I just kept hitting the inside of my guard. And the safety wasn't there. So I just hit the next gear and just kept running, man. <laughs> you know, folks are going to hear as we keep talking that – uh Running you up the gut, power runs, it's probably scary. I was telling you off the right, you're 5'10", 220. That's just not fair at a running <laughs> back size. Like, there, there's just certain things running backs shouldn't be built like, and it, right. it's a little unfair, the build advantage you have. But you talked about, you know, you decided to, you know, throw yourself in the portal, and the portal's something that a lot of people are got a lot of strong opinions on lately. So, what What is your take on the transfer portal right now and everything we see going on with college football with the portal? I think, you know, the transfer part is a great opportunity for guys to showcase their abilities. Maybe they feel like um, at the school they're at, they're not getting a, a fair opportunity, which can be true. And, you know, giving them a second chance and, you know, balling out. I think I think it's a good um, I think it's a good tool to use, in my opinion, because I used it and I, I got something out of this. So I think it's a great tool for guys, you know, just bet on yourself, man, and just keep grinding. You know, keep God first and just stay the course. And what was your, you know, obviously you have to have a conversation with the coaching staff there at Central when you enter the portal. So what was right. what was that experience like and what were the emotions like when you made the decision like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and bet on myself for this last year? Um, Coach Mack, my former head coach at Central Connecticut, Um, he, you know, he knew I wanted a new start. And, you know, he wanted me to stay, but I told him, you know, I've been at Central for some time and, you know, I just want to start my legacy somewhere else. And I did, and I felt like I left a legacy at Valparaiso. So I'm, I'm blessed, man. I'm truly happy that they gave me a chance. You know, and you you did more than just leave a legacy at Valpo. You put yourself in a record book that, you know, Valpo had only had three guys ever top 1,000 yards before you got there. And in your first right. year, your second all-time in single-season rushing yards. So what was – what went into the decision to choose Valpo, a team who, you know, as we talked about, the rushing records aren't as, you know, historic. So what went into the decision to, you know, choose a school like Valpo? Oh, man, Valpo was the only – so when I was in the portal, you know, I had coaches, you know, um, 
follow me and I would DM them. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't get a response, to be honest. But Valpo was the only school to really take a chance on me. So I said, this got to be it. So, you know, I went to Valpo and did what I had to do, man. I went out here in August. Like, I went, I came out here a day before camp. And I just did what I had to do, just grinding, you know, just keep working. You know, and people who maybe aren't as familiar with Valparaiso football don't know about the league you guys play in. Right. It's probably, honestly, the weirdest conference I've seen in Division One college football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you walk us through whatever the heck the Pioneer, you know, league's got going on out there, man? So the Pioneer Football League is a, is a Division One conference that is non-scholarship. You know, so you're playing, you're playing against interesting competition. Like it's 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 ah uh, PFL is different, man. <laughs> it was interesting. It was interesting. There. It was interesting. You know, playing against Marist and Moorhead State. You know, I did so much traveling this year. It was unbelievable. I've been to Kentucky, North South Carolina. Um, we played Presbyterian South Carolina. Who else? Went to Moorhead, Kentucky, Dayton, Ohio. It's just crazy. Just being everywhere. New Mexico State. We played them. So. Well, have you had a moment, you know, in your college career, you know, you talked about being under-recruited and, you know, never really getting the opportunity. So have you had a moment where you're like, holy cow, I did get this opportunity and look what I'm doing with it. Has it hit you yet? Uh, yeah, it, it, it hits me, man. After I posted that, you know, declaring for the draft thing, it's like, man, it's time to go. It's time. It's time. You know what I'm saying? I've been, I've been praying and I've been waiting for this time for a long time. So I'm going to go as far as I can with it, man. You know, you know, you talked about being from Long Island. So I got to ask you, what's the football like up there? Long Island has good football, man. A lot of people sleep on Long Island. You know, my, my buddy, shout out to Denzel Williams. He was on the, he was a former Raven. Um, He's getting a shot again in the league. And, and that's a guy I know from back home. That's my training partner. He's from Long Island. And then um, guys like Jeremy Ruckert. I know of Jeremy. He plays for the Jets. My boy, Elijah Riley, he plays for the Steelers, Long Island guy. So, you know, there, there's competition there. I feel like it's overlooked because, when it comes to like New York, you think basketball, but specifically Long Island, you would think baseball, lacrosse, not really football, but football is building up, man, and, and it's on the rise. So did you know from a young age you wanted to be a football player? Or when did you find okay. the game? Man, whew. my dad told me when I was a kid, I would always sleep with a football. And um, shout out to Coach Jamie, man. I love this guy. So my one of my closest friends, James Olino, his dad is the reason I got into football. I was begging my parents to uh, play football. And they didn't want me to play because a family friend, I think he had uh, dislocated his shoulder. So they didn't want to get me hurt. And I asked Coach Jamie, like, man, like, I really want to play. Can you convince my, my dad? And he convinced my dad. And I think the first game I had, like, five touchdowns, man. So I'm like, I'm going to just run with this, man. I feel like I could play this game for a long time. You know, and you talk about your dad, you talk about your, you know, your support system. And, you know, you've, you've had quite the journey from going to, you know, post-grad academy, Central Connecticut State and Valpo. It takes a really strong support system to see you through all that. So can you talk about the support system you have in place and how much they've meant to you on this journey? Yeah, my parents, both my parents and my two brothers and my close friends, man, they mean the world to me. They never gave up on me. Even, you know, 2019, I was going through a tough time dealing you know, the foot injury, and but they never gave up on me. You know what I'm saying? My girl, too, and they just always been supportive of me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just truly blessed, you know, to have them in my corner because, you know, the sports system is definitely big on athletes. We do a lot, and having someone there, someone that cares for you and appreciates you really means a lot. 
you know, and we talked about your, you know, record-breaking performance in 2018 against Wagner, and you talked about it in 2019, you had that foot injury, you know, and a lot of people don't understand, you can go in this sport from, you know, the top of the top breaking records to an injury cutting it short, so when you had that foot injury and you were held out, can you talk about, you know, some of the emotions you went through, and then just talk about, you know, how you fought back to get to where you were this year at Valpo, where you're over 1200 yards and second leading rusher in a single season. Right. Um, so going through an injury coming from a record break in season like that is definitely rough. You know, I was depressed for a little bit, but one day it just hit me like, man, this is part of the plan. You just got to keep grinding, keep going. And I got back on my feet and, you know, transferred to Valpo and just dominated the PFL. You know, I became what first team, first team, all PFL, first team, all, uh, Phil still so yeah man it's just it's, it's it's been a, it's been an interesting journey man it's been an interesting journey for sure you know and the journey's not over like we talked about you declared for the draft recently so walk walk me through what that was like you know everybody always you know dreams of having that opportunity the draft graphics when guys declare are always super cool to see I don't know Ooh, if you right? guys are getting to make them but like guys got talent so let me ask you what was it like when you know you get your graphic, you're sending out your tweet, letting the world know, I'm coming, I'm declaring for the draft. What was the feelings like there? And what was the conversation like, you know, leading up to you making the decision to declare? Um, the conversation and making the decision to lead up to declare, just, you know, just talking to my um running back coach and my head coach, Coach Fox, but Coach Johnson, my running back coach at Valpo, he was a former NFL player, you know, uh, four years on the Steelers, two years on the Giants active roster, you know, fullback for, Le'Veon Bell, all these great guys and West Virginia alumni. And I just been talking to him and he told me I got everything it takes to play in the NFL. And, you know, I just meant so much to me as a coach to be there and somewhere I want to go. And him telling me that, you know, I got it and I can do it just gave me so much motivation throughout the season. Um, you know, I, I I got the graphic from a guy named Max Woods on uh, on Instagram. Shout out, Max. And he did my he did my boy. So my boy from Central, my boy Jalil Brown, shout out Jalil, he'll be in the NFL too. He did the graphic and he tagged him. I hit him up and I sent him what I wanted to say. And man, once he sent it back to me, my heart dropped. I'm like, dang, man, it's time. Time to go to the big leagues. And it was just, it's a lot of emotions, man. It's, it got me emotional because I just want to, every young guy that's listened to this, man, just never quit on your dreams, man. If you can't stop thinking about it, don't stop working, working on it, man. And, you know, anything is possible through faith and with God and you just got to keep grinding, man. It just, it's just been a blessing, man. I just can't wait to be on the big screen to, you know, real show, really show people that a kid from a small school and a kid from Long Island, New York can do it. You know, and we talked about the size that you bring to the next level, 5'10", 220. If folks haven't checked out your roster picture on Valpo, it's <laughs> kind of scary. I mean, I'm not sure I've ever seen a running back. I mean, first I gotta ask you, what's your max bench? Let's just start there because I don't think it's fair. Um, my max bench, I did at Central Connecticut 20, 2019, 2018, um, four twenty. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's just absolutely stupid for a running back. So, but you know, with that size comes a physicality that we're not seeing from a lot of running backs anymore. Right. So, talk about you know the way you play the game of football and how it separates you from other running back prospects in this year's draft class? Um, in my opinion, um, I'm a complete back. I can run, I can catch, and I can pass pro. You know, pass protection is definitely one thing I wanted to work on throughout the season. Um, the running style I have, I have a combination of speed and power with great contact balance. I think a lot of people don't know how fast I am until they play me. 
like a lot of guys will have an angle on me and I'll just hit the next gear and just take off. And they're like, and after the game, they're like, man, how much do you weigh, man? You too big to move that fast. You know what I'm saying? So just just this offseason, just training on a lot of speed work, you know, being able to make guys miss an open field. Um, I hurdled a guy this year, you know, adding stuff, you know, spin moves, my favorite stiff arm and running through guys. So just always switching it up, you know, because I know as a big back, they're going to want to hit me low. So if I can spin move or, you know, they're going to really have to think of ways of trying to tackle me. You know, you talked about being a bigger back. We've seen some bigger backs have a lot of success in this league. So did you have anyone, you know, growing up that you tried to model your game after? And do you have anyone that you're still watching film on that you're trying to take bits and pieces oh, of their game? Um, My favorite running back of all time is Adrian Peterson. I just love the way he runs. I love his physicality. It's crazy coming out to Valpo. That's what they kept calling me out here, AP. And I'm like, why you guys keep calling me that? They're just saying, like, the way I move on the field reminds me of Adrian Peterson. So that meant a lot to me. Um, guys I watch in the league now, I like Saquon a lot. Um, Joe Mixon, Bengals, Nick Chubb, you know, those JT, Derrick Henry, just guys like that. All down uh, downhill running backs, north-south running backs that just, when they get to the open field, it's just magic. And they just go with they, they do what they got to do. You know, so with the draft process, we have all these all-star bowl games. Everybody knows about the senior bowl, but there's a lot of other really prestigious bowls that you guys have an opportunity to showcase your talent. So do you have any that you're interested in looking at any on the horizon? And, you know, are you preparing for any combine opportunities as well? Um, I played in the FCS bowl last week and um, I just got recognized by, um, I think his name is Amori Hunt on, on Twitter. I got to check, but he had recognized me saying, you know, these are, these are top players that, um, that caught my attention throughout the weekend at Daytona Beach, and I was number one on the list, so that meant a lot to me, you know, just grinding. And, you know, it was a six-back rotation, so whenever I got in for a series, you know, just making the most of my opportunities. Um, I think my stats were three carries for 29 to 30 rushing yards and then one catch for 11 yards. So four plays, you know, I, I felt like I did what I had to do. So talk about that FCS Bowl experience. You know, I've had other guys on who got to play in that and played in it this year, and, you know, they all mm -hmm. talked about just – how awesome it was to get to go down there and some of the competition y'all were up against. So what was, what was your experience like down there? Man, it was great flying out to Florida, you know, coming out of Indiana, it's cold. So once I was in Florida, man, it's hot. It feels great out here. Um, seeing NFL scouts, man, with the, like, for example, the Ravens was there, um, the Jets, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Packers. Getting, I got measured by the um, Green Bay Packers scouts. So that was, to real man it was crazy and just talking to nfl agents and stuff like that is just it's just crazy man it's like wow i'm here you know what i'm saying it's, it's, it's crazy man it's crazy it's a blessing so now that you're you know you've gone through the fcs bowl are we looking at any other all-star bowls or are we are you now shifting gears towards training for you know combine and pro day um i have two more that i got invited to but in my opinion I, i'm not sure what i'm gonna do yet but i think i might um, shift over to the training part, um, you know, recover my body and just get right into it because that's what my mind's focused on right now, you know, and I felt like I did great in the FCS Bowl. So um, just time to shift my mind to pro day training when it comes January and just get to it. You know, I'm going to be off of social media, just grinding, dieting, everything, just making sure my mind's sharp and when it's time to go, it's time to go. So what are your goals with that training? Obviously, everybody's got, you know, some, you know, numbers they want to hit at their pro day or maybe a weight they want to make. Do you have any personal goals you're setting for this upcoming pro day? Yeah, 4-4 or faster on the 40, because I know I can run a 4-4 for sure. 
225 bench, definitely 30. Um, vertical 40, broad jump over 10. Um, I think I could hit 11 though, if I really get the mechanics down. Um, five, 10, five, four seconds or under just, just a lot of stuff, man. You know, the elite and, categories, the elite categories. I'm going to check off everything. You know, one thing that these NFL teams are going to be looking for too, outside of physical performance and on field play is off the field person. And, you know, that's what can make or break you know, a lot of people's NFL careers is that personality True. and who you are character wise. So if one of these 32 NFL teams brings you in and takes a shot on you, what are they getting from you as a person? Someone who's willing to work, someone that's a leader, someone that's an influencer, someone that uh, never gives up and motivates people by the way they, their routine, the routine, way they, the way they practice, the way they eat, the way they take care of their body. Um, You know, someone that's, that's always going to, Represent the team in the best way possible, man, you know, because I feel like, in my opinion, character holds a lot of weight and you could be a great athlete. But if the character isn't there and you have a bad attitude, it's going to be real hard for you, man. So always have a great attitude and a great mindset. You know, and we've talked about the weight room and the numbers you can put up in there and the work you do. We've obviously talked about your on the field production and performances. I want to, you know, ask you about the film room, though, because. Everybody sleeps on the film room, but without that aspect, it's impossible to do what you've done. So can you take us through how important the film room has been to your success and how oh, much yeah. you continue to grind in that film room? Oh, yeah. Me and Coach Johnson had a routine. So every Monday and Wednesday morning, we'll watch about two hours of film, just dissecting the defense, understanding the front, understanding which gaps the linebackers are going to fill because that's that makes the game easier. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would have did it Monday through Thursday, but Tuesday and Thursday morning, I'm in grad school, so I'll have class in the morning, so I couldn't do it. But I'll still watch film every day after practice, and it's just something you just got to obsess over, man. Just I just love it so much that film is just a regular routine for me. You know what I'm saying? So in the morning, I'll get up 7 a.m., eat my breakfast, then go watch, um, go watch film like two, three hours, then go get some treatment and come back to my room, take a little nap, work out before and after practice, you know, just – just staying ready, man, just because the thing about football is if you think too much, the longer you think, the slower you're going to play. So once you understand what another team is doing and you, you're confident in your abilities and had a great week of practice, you're just out there having fun, man. I was just having fun throughout the season. <laughs> so with, you know, your size and your, your playing style, do you feel that there is an offensive scheme or system that you fit better in? Or do you feel that with your ability to be a pass catching back and, you know, protect in pass blocking, that you're versatile enough to kind of fit into any scheme that any of these NFL teams ask you to? Um, I think I could fit into any scheme personally because I'm very versatile, but I feel like I like the Steelers, man. I like Pittsburgh. I like the downhill running, man. So I feel like any of those, if those teams give me a shot, I feel like I'll really dominate. Did you have a favorite team growing up? That's a, you know, it's funny. A lot of people ask me that question. I only have favorite players. I mean, I'm from New York, so I say I'm a Giants fan. I'm not, I'm not really a fan of any team. I'm just a fan of players like Saquon, the guys I was saying before. Um, but, yeah, I've never been a fan of a team where it's like, oh, you know what I'm saying? What, do you, like, have a moment where you remember, like, watching, like, and picking your first favorite player? Like, for me, I was a, I was a Patriots fan. I was a Patriots fan growing up. Mm -hmm. So I can remember, like, watching the 07, 08, like, when we had Randy Moss and Tom Brady. Do you have a moment where you remember, like, yeah, that's my guy, like, early on in your life? Um, That's a great question. I think just growing up, um, starting PL football when I was in middle school, sixth grade, 
and just looking up NFL highlights, the first guy I really seen was Reggie Bush. And I was like, whoa, this guy is different. Then I seen Adrian Peterson after, but Reggie Bush was the first guy. I was like, man, he just got me. I just want to go run some sprints right now, work on my cutter just because of a guy like that. Do you, have a moment in, do you have a moment in your football career that maybe stands out? I know we talked about the record-breaking performance against Wagner and the numbers you put up this year at Valpo, but do you have a moment, you know, high school, college, that stands maybe a cut above the rest? Ooh, that's a great question. I think, hmm, Wagner was great. I think, in my opinion, when we played against Moorhead State, I had 240, 241 rushing yards and two touchdowns. But the second touchdown run I had that sealed the game, it was a um, it was duo. So I took my steps. I seen the blocker from the lineman, and they're starting safety. He's, he's top 10 safety tackler in the country. He had came full speed and hit my leg. But as he hit my leg, I spun off of it, and I scored. And I think that was the best run of the season, in my opinion. I, now, I don't think I've ever done a run that was as great as that that I can remember of. So that's one thing I really, that sticks out to me. You know, and you alluded to, you know, being in, you know, grad school right now. And you talked about earlier SAT scores and all that. And I think that's some things that a lot of fans don't focus on and forget about is you guys are still students, you know, right. you're grinding 60 days a week at your craft, which is football. But if you don't maintain a two five and you're not in the classroom, you're not playing. So can you talk about, you know, what your academic, you know, obviously being dedicated enough to get to grad school. Can right. you talk about how you feel that type of academic dedication helps you as you prepare for an NFL career where you're going to have to learn a very deep playbook and you're going to have to learn all this different stuff. How do you feel the grind in academics helps you, you know, prepare for a long NFL career? Um, preparation, you know, so studying, understanding the material. And then your test is basically going out on the field and be able to do it. You know what I'm saying? So, Academics is very important. Like a lot of people sleep on it, but at the end of the day, you're not an athlete, you're a student athlete. You feel me? So, man, when it comes to school, I know it's hard when you got practice and meetings and you got to do schoolwork, but you got to do it, man. At the end of the day, you come to school to get a degree. You know, unfortunately, not everyone will get a chance at the next level, but that's just how it is. But you always have your degree, and that's something that no one can take away from you is your knowledge. So, you know, going, going to school four or five years and getting a degree is, is very important. So playing at Valpo and playing at Central Connecticut State, you've gotten to play with some just truly talented people. Who are some names that you've played with at Valpo and Central that, you know, maybe are declaring for this year's draft that we, we need to have our eyes on as, you know, draft season kicks off? Um, For for Valpo, I'm the only one declaring that I know of. But at Central Connecticut, um, Jaleel Brown, safety. My boy Chiz, linebacker. My boy Dexter Lawson, he's at um he, he went to Central with me. He's at Appalachian State cornerback. Eye out on him too. He's a great, he's a great defender. Um, who else from Valpo Central? I think that's about everyone. But I played with real good guys at Valpo too. You know, Jordan Bingham, um, Braden Contreras, Keon Turner. You know, Keon Turner is the number two FCS transfer right now in the transfer portal, man. Stay tuned to him. He's a baller from Chicago. Um who else? Just really great guys from the PFL to the NEC, you know? So I'm, I'm excited for their journeys too. Do you have one guy that you played against that maybe stands out a little more than the rest is like, yeah, that might be the most talented guy I've ever played against. 
Um, we played against Illinois State, and they had like an edge rusher. His name was number – he was number five. I can't really remember his name. It was hard to pronounce, but, man, he's serious, and he would definitely play on Sundays. You know, one thing that I find interesting is, you know, NIL has kind of taken over college football at the big level. You know, and people always wonder, does it affect the FCS schools at all? So, in your experience, was NIL prevalent at either Central Connecticut or Valpo once it became a thing? And do you think NIL is helping, you know – change the landscape for you college athletes um it definitely is it's getting your name out there with the name image and likeness um i know people from central that got like their own clothing and stuff like that in their own camps um but yeah it's definitely it's definitely been benefiting guys you know getting their name out there and you know what i'm saying just different different uh ways of life with the nil you know it's definitely changed the game for college football so I want to transition because on this show, we love to give advice to high school athletes. And I want to start by having you give advice to a high school running back. If you could talk to a high school running back that's made the decision that they want to try to play college football, where would you tell them to start their focus so they can elevate their game to a level where it's good enough to play in college? Mm, your work ethic. You definitely have to be a hard runner. Um, film. Getting your playbook, understanding the plays, understanding defensive fronts, going into college. Um, footwork, you need to have, have great feet, great balance, strengthen your core a lot, work on your legs, run hills, run, run sand sprints, run sled sprints, things like that. That's going to build up your fast twitch muscles. Um, just always have that mentality like you're never going to quit. One guy is not going to bring you down. Always being a tough tackle, man. Always. That's one thing Coach Johnson instilled in my head. Always be a tough tackler. Don't let the one, the first guy get you down. Got to have three people running with you so they know you're about business. So, yeah, man, just grinding harder than everyone else. Um, staying focused. Um, cheering on the O-line, you know, because they work hard. And, you know, one thing I would do before we would start our period was dap up the whole O-line, you know what I'm saying? Yo, you ready to go? Let's get it, you know what I'm saying? Just making sure they're ready and knowing that you have confidence in them, that means a lot to them as well, you know? So those things, man, and just just grind, man. Just grind. There's no secrets to this. You know, and you have the unique, you know, ability and lived experience to give this next piece of advice. So I want to have you give advice to a kid who's going through the recruiting process and they're not getting the looks they thought they were going to get. Or maybe they thought they had some offers and those offers disappeared and now they're stuck, maybe not knowing what college football is going to look like. What would you tell that kid, though, about that situation and, you know, just making the most of the opportunities that they still do have? Um, The best piece of advice I can give someone is stay ready so you don't have to get ready. So what I did from January, from December to July was always train. And the thing is, like, imagine if I wasn't training that whole time and then Valpo came and then I wasn't ready. Like, you're just going to be upset at yourself. So always stay ready. You know, the diet's important. Cardio's important. Staying in shape. So always staying ready and and – when you get your opportunity, run with it, man. Don't be nervous. Be Always be confident in yourself and your abilities and just run with it, man. You know, and one thing I don't think people understand is Valpo didn't hit you up till July. July. That's right before fall camp. So you don't have time to, ah, let me get three months in this playbook and figure everything out. Let me go through spring practice and get used to. So right. talk about how, you know, your training regiment allowed you to be able to just basically set foot on campus and take off running. Man, I always just, I was always in shape, you know, so coming in, you know, physically was easy. I just wanted to see that playbook. And once I seen the playbook, 
I learned the whole playbook within the first week. You know, really taking extra notes and film. And then after, before I go to bed, I'll study for like 20, 30 minutes, making sure. And then when I'm not in, getting your mental reps, you know, hearing the play. What's the play call, coach? Stuff like that. And seeing what the defense does and knowing what I got to do. And that just makes stuff easier, man. Just mental reps is very important. So last question for you. You know, like we talked about, the goal is, is that one of these 32 NFL teams brings you in and takes a shot on you. We've heard about, you know, what you can do on the field, and we've heard about the type of person you are off the field. So at the end of the day, why should one of these 32 NFL teams take a shot on Aaron Dawson? Mm, that's a great question. What I bring to the table, man, I'm a hard worker. Um, whew, that's such a great question. I bring a lot of things to the table, man, in my opinion. I feel like if you get me, you're just going to get a guy that's just going to make the make the team better, um, bring a lot of positive vibes to the team, um, make it sure, like, let's say, because there's ups and downs of football, making sure the team's not going low, always staying up here, no matter what. Um, always making sure guys are grinding and getting the extra work in and, yo, let's get some sprints in after practice. You know what I'm saying? Just a guy that's just going to push people to their, their true potential and to never quit. Aaron, I've had an absolute blast having you on, man. Thank you so much for joining yes, us sir. today. Thanks, Tobias. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, for sure, man. And, folks, that's Aaron Dawson, starting running back for Valparaiso University, 2023 NFL draft prospect. But that's all we got for you guys this time. Like I always tell you guys, rate, subscribe, and review to the podcast. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one.